The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. Welcome back to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And I'm your other host, Sarah. Welcome back. And it took us a while to do that intro, people. Yeah. Wow, it's, it's been, been too long. Last episode, I was all by myself and it was so lonely, but Ann's back. She's here. She's a queen. She's... Okay, stop. <laughs> she has enough. a new foot. <laughs> I do not have a new foot. It's like you're like a new woman with a new foot. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, but I need another new foot, but yeah. I can't do that yet. One down, one to go. I shared with them about your foot surgery last episode. So. Did you share with them I took something out of it after the surgery? It no. looked like a worm? No, no. I did that episode before that. I did the episode <laughs> the day you had your surgery, so it has oh. been a, it's been a while. It's been a moment. It's been a hot minute, right? You yeah. need to clarify what that was because it was not a worm. You no. can't just leave it at that. <laughs> I said it looked like a worm. Uh huh. Well, I actually pulled it out, and Sophie, who is our audience, she's today, our live audience today. We have one person in live audience today. She actually walked in the bedroom right after I pulled it out, and I could <laughs> only imagine what the look on my face was. But I'm holding oh this God. thing, and it's white and slimy and gross. And I literally just pulled it out of the incision on the bottom of my foot. Well, hold on. We didn't, we didn't even put a trigger warning on this. So we <laughs> cannot continue to talk about this. I am so sorry if you're gagging in your mouth right now. <laughs> well, we're going to move on. If you want to know more about that, go follow Anne on Instagram. She'll do a live all about her foot and what she pulled out of it. And she's like, oh, am I? Yes. Yeah, so she's giving me the look. Oh, am I? Yeah, because we can't keep talking about that here. I just had dinner. I can't do that. Okay. Moving on, though. The update is you're here. You're alive. You're well. Foot works well. Foot, foot, foot I'm, move. I'm walking <laughs> and it's awesome. Foot move back and forth. Yes, heel and toe, heel I toe. Can, and I can take showers. I'm no longer. Oh my gosh. I took bed baths with those bed bath wipes for like two weeks. Oh I think God. even longer than that. And I had to go get my hair washed you are so brave. by my friend because I couldn't even like bend my head over the sink <laughs> because I couldn't put weight on the ball of my feet. And your daughter wouldn't even wash your hair for you. Well, you would have, but I, you couldn't because there was no way for me to like lean back. Anyway, yeah, I'll do a live on that. But let's talk about our Why we're here today. today. We have a special guest. I'm oh my very gosh. excited. This, this is really cool because I haven't spoken to this guest yet. Yes, and the reason why is because I, well, we agreed that we always want to keep your interactions and reactions genuine. So um, we had a guest reach out to us and Anne was like, Sarah, you talk to them so that you can get I'm the like, story. This and is intriguing, but I, I don't want to spoil it. So maybe you should just do the pre, pre-production interview. And she's like, okay. Yes. So our guest today is actually someone who's local to the DFW area, which is really fun. And um, her name is Justine. She is an aesthetic nurse in the area. And she has a really interesting story to share. And and she shared it with me and I was kind of floored. So I just, I oh, can't really? wait. Not to hype it you up. You didn't but even tell me that. I can't wait to hear the conversation between you two and, and hear your opinion on this because um, it is quite a story. Yeah, I'm very curious. Like, is this going to be 
Like, is are any arrest warrants going to be put out for anyone? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. We're not. We're not getting into the drama. Okay. We're not getting into the legalities of it. This is, for all intents and purposes, this is a story that's made up. This person could even be a paid actor with a fake name that we hired to yeah, tell a story. You know, our podcast was getting boring there for a while. <laughs> well, How do you know is, the secret? This. Let's just make this like a um, uh, fictional drama rather than a legality drama. How about that? Okay, cool. Okay, so Justine, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everyone. My name is Justine. Um, I've been a nurse now for three years. My background is in oncology and bone marrow transplant, but I've been in the aesthetic field for a year now, and I've always wanted to be in uh, aesthetic. So I'm really happy about where I am right now. But the reason why I'm here today is just because I feel like I have a really great life story that's very important to get out. Awesome. Cool. So bone marrow transplant, by the way, I actually, that is an area that I wanted to go into. I ended up going into just your standard med surge unit. Um, And then, so then you got into aesthetics. So let me ask you real quick, Justine, how did you get into aesthetics? Was this... Is the story about your particular job, like your first job, or like, is it about, well, I'll just let you say. How did you get into aesthetics? So I have always wanted to be in aesthetics since way before nursing school, Um, but I'm from Nebraska, and in Nebraska, you have to be a nurse practitioner or higher to do Ah, filler. So as a new grad, I kind of figured, like, no, I'm not going to be able to be in aesthetics, and it wasn't until I moved here to Texas that I learned that um, RNs can inject. Oh, okay. When I moved here, it was kind of just trying to get my way into being in uh, aesthetics. And so I did work somewhere for uh, a year before. Um, I loved it. I learned so much there, um, met really great friends, but I just wanted to inject more. And so I was at a med spa for only four days Um, It really only took me a day to realize that this is not the place where I want to be. So I accepted a position as a nurse injector. I was very excited that it's what I've always wanted to do. So day one, I'm so excited to get to work. Um, And day one, I find out my injectors that will be training are estheticians. Oh, lovely. And oh my gosh, a really big red flag to me because I've listened to this podcast, to your podcast a lot. And so I've learned that estheticians, number one, should not inject. Yeah, that was a big red flag for me. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's that Uh, is a that's a personal opinion, but it's a very widely held opinion in the medical community. So, yeah, but but also legally in the state of Texas? Well, in the state of Texas... It's more than just an opinion. It's a... No, no, no. In the state of Texas, a physician can delegate whatever (gasps) to whomever they want. Would a prudent physician, like you have to use the prudent person litmus test, Uh would a prudent physician do that? So then the other test is, would a prudent physician be off-site? And so... I think about 98% of the estheticians that are injecting, now this 
this is not a statistic that I have checked, but most of the estheticians I know of that are injecting, they are in a physician's office and the physician is there. They're Hands not, on. Yeah. I mean, they haven't had anatomy or physiology. They haven't had, you know, there's a lot no of things. No shade as, to you, but you're not a nurse. And as Justine will tell you probably later on her story, but, you know, there's a lot of like medical conditions and things that you need to know about when you're doing these procedures. So, yeah. All right. You may proceed. <laughs> this is getting good. <laughs> so day two, I'm so excited to learn how to do cheek filler because I have not experienced that yet. Okay. Um, the two, the injectors that are doing this, uh, one of them is pregnant and she is the one getting filler. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, I was sitting there and as you're saying, I, I was like, no, that's not good. No, no. Oh, my God. Okay. That's huge. I'm sorry. Like, that is my real reaction. That is... Whoever just sat and had cheek filler put in their freaking cheek and you're pregnant, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. I hope you're listening to this. We ain't going to say your name. We ain't going to say your business, but I hope you freaking listen to this. I'm calling you out. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is stupid. Stew to the pid, okay? I'm sorry. I don't have this kind of reaction except usually in private, but... It is a contraindication on the insert. Yeah. Seriously. Like, okay. Wonder who the medical director of this med spa is. Go right ahead, Mm -hmm. Justine, while Mm -hmm. I adjust myself. Continue. Well, even the day before, um, our rep said, absolutely not. You should not be getting filler. You're pregnant. Right. Good rep. Good, good rep. Good rep. (laughs) But this person still went ahead and did it, uh, admitted to injecting themselves with Botox prior to this. Oh, my God. Before. That's, I'm, not, I'm not a mom shamer. I'm like, moms, you, you make the best decision for you and your babies. But shame on you. That is so wrong. That's not just like, oh, I don't care if I, you know, swell or bleed a little bit, whatever. But, like, you have a fetus inside you. That's not okay. Yeah, but, you know, okay, so look at the bright side. She is the one person who is now qualified to be a study subject, so maybe they should just study her. She needs to call the rep and say, hey, I did this, and call the big company and call their medical science liaison and, and be like, hey, I did this, and then when I, when I have my baby, I'll let you take some tissues, and we'll just have a one-person sample study. How's that sound? I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll approve it after that. No, that was a little sarcasm. Usually studies have like 150, 300 people. Oh, sure, size. sure. But also like test subject, like we don't know what the freak's going to happen to your face or your baby. Well, no, that's, what, that's why it's that's why never don't been... don't do it. That's, it's, right. That's why it's never been studied because scientists know that there is a human fetus at, you know, at risk in there. Yeah. And anyway, okay. We, Sorry, not we, to get we, hung up on that. Yeah, Sorry, we Justine. We could talk about that forever, but... Please continue. I'm just, I'm still, I'm already shocked. Like, you've given us enough material that we could talk about this for like the next hour and a half. At least I could, but we won't, we won't keep you on the phone that long. Okay, my dear. 
How much of your business is made up of aesthetic and cosmetic medical procedures? Technology and innovation often work faster than the laws governing them and protecting you. Traditional male practice insurance often does not extend to new and innovative procedures. Don't wait until you have a problem to find this out. Endorsed by Cellular Medicine Association and happens to be the same insurance that Aesthetic Ann uses, Schroeder Coverage and their MediCoverage has a plan that covers all of your procedures that you perform. You know that your patients are in good hands. Make sure that your practice is too. As a listener to this podcast, you'll have special access to MediCoverage's plans tailored to the procedures you perform today so you can keep innovating to bring your clients and patients the best experience tomorrow. Contact James Schroeder at Schroeder Coverage and schedule your personal consultation. James can be reached at 440-617-9010 or aestheticmalepracticeinsurance.com. Both of those things are in the description below. Thank you so much to our flagship sponsor. Y'all go check it out. Like I said, linked in the description below. All right. What next? What next? It'll be interesting. So after uh, that side was in- injected, I just, I didn't feel okay about it. Just not even learning it correctly. You know, when you're getting trained on these injections, usually they're very specific about, you know, like what arteries that you're going near or yeah. where to avoid. Did they do any marking? Like, did they do any palpating of the orbital foramen or or like mark midline of the pupil or anything like that? Any hinderers lines? Um, so since that was my first time, from what I experienced, it was just a very quick kind of little X mark on that area, and that was that. They were just looking to where they wanted to put it, but they didn't really assess any landmarks and places that they needed to avoid, it sounds like. I mean, I was told, just don't go here or here, um, and that was but they didn't teach that you, was kind of it. Yeah, so, so they didn't teach you how to palpate the orbital foramen where you find the hole in the head that you're not supposed to go into. Okay, okay, you flexing <laughs> with all your big words and everything. I don't know what those mean, but, I mean, they're estheticians. Come on, back to that. Sorry, <laughs> they just gave estheticians everywhere a bad name. And after that part was done, I was asked, do you feel comfortable being able to do this? And I said, absolutely not. Good for you. No. Good for you. We have a nurse injector with integrity here. I love it. Yeah. She doesn't bend to the peer pressure. She's like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. I love it. Okay, I have a question. In this so-called training, was the company rep there? And was this a training being performed by a specific company? And they had a trainer there? Or was this... And when I say company, I mean one of the filler neurotoxin providers. Um, or was this the med spa you were working for and the rep just happened to be there or something or come by but wasn't part of the training? There was no rep. Okay. So the, so this was not a training that was put on. Okay. Which makes total sense right. because if they had sent a trainer out there, number one, they would have been a nurse. And number two, like none of the shenanigans would have been going on. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yes. Um, Another big thing for me was I was told I was going to get this awesome training with a rep. But to me, learning filler is more than just a one day learning everything for one hour. I 
told them, I said, you know, being a nurse and learning these in injections, I don't feel comfortable only getting a one hour training with all these different injections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for it you. It is very serious and you can't just learn all these skills in an hour, two hour session. Right. No, that's correct. You can be, you can like see a good, like large overview, but then need to have additional training beyond that. So a lot of times the, the product makers will send out their trainer and you'll have a three to four hour training and they will have you work on three or four different people pretty much doing the same thing. So if, if you're training on Voluma, they'll pretty much, and Voluma is indicated for cheeks, they'll have you have three or four patients that are models and the trainer will be there with you hands-on and go through those three or four patients and point different things out on patients and it also gives them time to give you pearls of wisdom and just a lot. And so in that three to four hour length of time, you can learn quite a bit. And then after that, hopefully you're being mentored, you know, at the med spa that you're, that you're working at where you just continue to hone your skills. But yeah, that sounds, that's crazy. <laughs> that's just yeah. crazy. And yeah, and what kind of scared me was that knowing that after I was done with my training, there would be some days where I would be the only injector at this place. And it really scared me because I knew that I would be the only nurse in this place. And so I just felt like I did not have that support. Uh, most importantly, I did not see any protocols in place. To me, protocols are very important. You need them for anything that you do. Right. Um, and typically, before any kind of, of treatment, you get a good faith exam. Right. Which means, like, a nurse practitioner or doctor will medically clear you right. before you get anything done. Um, this place did not have that. And so that was a very big shock to me. Um, I did do Botox on someone there, and this was this person's second time, but it wasn't until me saying, hey, where's this person's consent form? Because the first time this person got it, no consent was filled. Oh, you're so kidding. So that was very scary. Yeah. Wow. So did you even meet the medical director? Like, seriously, did you meet them? Do you even know who it is? I did not meet the medical director, and that was also a thing I brought up. So... By day four, I knew this This was not the place for me. Um, I knew this place. I could definitely lose my license being here. Yeah. And it was, it was just so scary, just me thinking about, like, what if I'm here and what if something happens, I'll lose my license. But it was day five. I called the place because I just didn't feel comfortable going there anymore. And, you know, I... I talked to them. I told them, you know, this is not the place for me. I don't think I will be a good fit here. And I kind of just told them my reasoning that I'm a nurse. I expected to get trained by either a nurse, nurse practitioner, doctor. Um, and I just wasn't seeing any protocols in place. The whole no uh, GFEs being done. Um, and especially what scared me was, if say like a vascular occlusion happened, yeah. like where is the medical director? Who do I contact if this were to happen? 
Right. And do you and even so know? Just things you, like that, just thinking of the future and these what ifs, it just scared me because nothing was in place. Yeah. Do you even know if they had um, Hylonex on hand? Did they even discuss they that? That was my first question when I was there on day one because I'm. Because listening from the podcast too, you should never go to a place who doesn't have Hylonex. Yeah. Oh, yay. I'm glad, I'm glad you yeah. got that out of it. Woo-hoo. So did they have so that was any? my question. I was like, where do you guys keep your, your emergency kit and everything? And they had one, so. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. <laughs> they, they get like a quarter point back for that. <laughs> so, wow, that's crazy. So there is quite a bit to learn from this. There's definitely things for future nurse injectors to learn. And I thank you so much for sharing your story because I don't think consumers understand that this kind of thing goes on. And I think for a consumer to hear a story like this from the medical side and how like shocking it is to us, those of us that are doing it correctly and they, we want to keep patients safe and we want patients to have you know great outcomes and all that thing, I think it's important for them to hear. And then definitely... Yeah, those are some major red flags for people that are coming into the industry. There is quite a bit of flight now of um, hospital nurses out of the hospital, and they're looking for um, for different careers. And in fact, oh my gosh, I meant to show you this. Okay, so I came across a reel today. This is perfect. I'm giving you a shout out, aesthetic underscore nurse underscore studio. So aesthetic nurse studio. You're awesome because she did one of those reels and she's in her car, and she has her scrubs on, and her hair is up, and she says, basically, you know, reasons I miss bedside nursing, and she's pointing, and nothing is coming up. So I thought she didn't realize that the <laughs> captions weren't on. You're like, help a sister out. Yeah, but then at the end, basically at the end, so it, that's the joke, is she none. Don't miss There's nothing. literally nothing that I miss. But then, of course, I, I did, like, put a comment in there saying that I didn't think that you knew that the... Basically, whatever. Uh-huh. I, and then she laughed back at me because that was kind of silly. That's but a good like, joke. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a mass exodus, and I don't blame them. But if you're coming into our profession, we welcome you. And these are the kinds of things that you need to be aware of. Because when I first came into aesthetics, it was, as I say, the Wild West. You get tired of me saying that. I do. a little bit of the Wild I West. I do get tired of that. But as Justine will attest to like it's it's kind of freaky when you come into the industry and people are taking the the rim off the botox bottle like oh justin's like yeehaw sister yeah. it's the wild and, west and i was like Ooh, you know when we oh were doing it but, that's, but that is standard that's a standard medically accepted you take the okay. rim off okay it's, yeah everybody does it okay but there's a lot of other things that are not and so you know, I do hope that this podcast and Justine's story will help new nurses coming into the industry to be very aware. Yeah, definitely. Justine, closing thoughts, comments? Yes, definitely. Um, I would just say being a nurse, specifically if you're wanting to be an injector, it is so important that you work somewhere that has protocols in place that you know your medical director um, also, I kind of blame myself, too, because during the interview, I should have been asking, am I going to get my training done by an RN or an NP or doctor? So it's just kind of some questions to ask during your, your interview in the future. Um, but also for future clients getting injected, definitely ask 
the person injecting you? Like, what are your credentials? Yeah, definitely. And lesson learned, you know, that's, that's the best we can do is have experiences, learn from them. And then you just taking a step further and sharing it with us and sharing it with our listeners. We're very, very grateful for that. Yeah. Same. And well, thank you. Excellent points. And I just want to say, um, I'm glad that you didn't tell us who this is because I would totally be calling them out. I think I'd be deserve, driving there right now with a brick. I, I think they <laughs> oh deserve gosh. to be called out. If anyone knows who this is, I mean, I'm not saying call me or tell me. I, I kind of <laughs> don't want to know. But if anyone else I'm not knows, saying call me or text me or Instagram DM me, DM me or email me at <laughs> no. aestheticannarin at gmail.com. No, I'm, I'm saying not saying it, to do that. I'm saying post it on your own social media and let people know about this. This, this is horrendous. Yeah. And, and honestly, um, these there are things that I've heard that are absolutely could get the place shut down. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good. The medical director himself would probably be pulled up in front of the medical board. And reprimanded. I'm not saying he'd lose his license or she. It could be a she, but they would probably certainly be reprimanded. And it's just not cool. Like that. Yeah. That these are the kinds of things that give our industry a bad name. And I don't like it. I don't like you. And I don't appreciate you when you do this to our industry. So whoever you are, just close up your doors and get the freak out of our industry. I know. I That's feel like if there's still any estheticians listening right now, they're like, you give estheticians a bad name. Yeah. I mean, because they're... It's freaking I, true. I will say there are some estheticians that are really, really great injectors. They've had proper training. They've been doing it a long time. But they also are in the office with a physician. Yes. But these fools that Justine's talking about. That's the key word, fool. These fools up in here. But you know what? Here's the deal. Here's how we need to end this. I'm speaking on behalf of both of you ladies. We need to wash our hands clean of this. And we need to move on. We don't need to know who it is. We don't need to know where they're located or what they're... Uh, addresses or anything like that. I'm sure we'll we see need to something on. in the news or they'll be shut down soon. Yeah, but it is a cautionary tale. It's a life lesson. So, Justine, thank you so much for sharing that with us. We're really, really grateful. I want to share a few final thoughts that I've had since speaking with Justine. The interview was an excellent interview, and I want to thank her again, Justine, for coming on. I know it wasn't easy. It was very brave of you to come out and discuss something like that, especially so soon after. And the community is a small community, the aesthetics community, and especially here in Dallas. But I had the moment to reflect on some of the things we talked about because that was the first time I'd heard her story. It was um, raw from the beginning. First thing I want to address is if this had gone on in any med spa that I worked at, especially one had I been a manager or nurse manager, those would have been immediate grounds for dismissal. This is a perfect example of what is going wrong with our industry. It's a fast-growing industry. It has been growing very fast, um, and there's several players that are part of this industry. I can tell you right now, this story is a story as far as we know. As far as we know, it is factual. Um, we do not know any more intricacies than that. We we do not know the name of the med spa. Um, and the person we interviewed, her name is Justine. But I do want to mention a couple of things. First of all, I've been involved in this industry since 2010, and actually 2009. And... I have been part of a lawsuit regarding the medical board where myself and some other nurses uh, sued the medical board 
and we won. And it had to do with them wanting to take the rights of nurses away. They wanted to encroach upon our practice, our scope of practice, and tell us that all of a sudden we could not inject Botox and fillers. And I'm saying it right now publicly. This is not a nurse injector problem. This is a physician delegation and making sure that who you're delegating to is competent and it is an oversight issue. Uh, this physician could be brought in front of the medical board and brought up on charges for improper delegation and dereliction of delegating. This has been a problem since this industry began. We have medical directors that put $500 to $1,500 a month in their pockets and never set foot in a med spa and never look at a chart. It needs to stop and stop blaming the nurses. Secondly, I'm calling out the Board of Nursing. Yes, you are put in place to protect the public, and part of protecting the public is protecting your nurses' scope of practice. Step up and help us fight to keep our scope of practice. This is a nurse who has stepped up to tell us what is wrong with the industry, what she experienced, and we've been telling you this for years. Since that 2013 uh, lawsuit we had against the medical board, we reached out to you for months and never heard from you. And we had to tell you and inform you that the medical board had just passed a rule that nurses could no longer assess, which meant every single nurse in the state of Texas working in a hospital at that point was then working outside her scope of practice. And that did get your attention finally, and you came to the table and you sent us an email and asked us to come explain to you what was going on. And we did, and we got some things resolved. But that was almost too late. And lastly, I would like to call out TDLR, the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation. Estheticians fall under your license, and you are being negligent in how you pay attention to what's going on with your estheticians in this industry. I'm not a person who likes to bring up problems without solutions. So there are solutions to this. Number one, please be diligent and pay attention to what is going on in this industry. If you're, if you're a client, a potential patient, please begin investigating research, find out, ask questions about the people that are injecting you and the places that you're going. Start being proactive and taking care of, of your health. This is still your health. Um, secondly, if you are an esthetician, if you are a business owner of a med spa, if you're a physician, nurse, nurse practitioner, PA, any of those things that work in med spas, I invite you to look up the Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition, TANC. We formed in order to bring reform to Texas for the med spa industry. And we invite you to look us up, txaestheticnursecoalition.org, and look at our website. Think about joining us. We would appreciate your donations. We are a voice at the table. We have been recognized as a stakeholder by the Texas Medical Board. And anytime that anything goes on in the aesthetic industry, they are required to call us and have a sit at the table. We would love to hear your voice and be the voice for you. Thank you for listening. As you can tell, I get very passionate about this. I love this industry. I love the people in it. And most of all, I love the patients. So you guys take care. Again, 
Thanks and have a wonderful day. And for you listeners, we're grateful that you guys have stuck with us and that you're listening um, still along with us. And if you would like to connect with us, maybe be a guest like Justine, maybe you have a story to tell, whether it's a life lesson like that, or maybe some, any kind of other news, we'd love to hear it. You can always reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook at Aesthetic and RN, or for more personal touch, you can always email us Aesthetic and RN at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.